You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 95, with Dr. Diana Burley. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? We've got another great episode for you today. I'm talking with Dr. Diana Burley. Diana is an executive director and chair of the Institute for Information Infrastructure Protection and also a full professor of human and organizational learning at the George Washington University. She's a globally recognized cybersecurity expert and has written nearly 80 publications on cybersecurity, information sharing, and IT-enabled change. In today's episode, Diana and I talk about what cybersecurity really is, and we talked about who's susceptible to cybercrime and how we can begin to attract and nurture the right kind of people to help us on our cybersecurity teams. I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to share in today's episode, but please do me a favor and help us expand this movement by hitting the share button right now in your podcast app and sending this episode to a few friends and colleagues. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to hearing your feedback and comments. Enjoy. Dr. Burley, welcome and thanks so much for being our featured guest today. Thank you. My pleasure. So we are now into the fourth quarter of the year. We're approaching this Thanksgiving season and on the podcast, especially, I love to start things off from a place of Thanksgiving and gratitude. So as you reflect on some of what's happening around you right now, could you maybe share with our community what unexpected blessing you're most grateful for in your life? Well, I think that my kids really give me unexpected blessings every day, you know, with the challenges that they go through. And sometimes you don't realize that when you're going through challenges in your life, that it's really helping you to learn a lesson to convey to them. And so it helps to bring meaning to all the things that I've experienced when I'm able to give them insight and wisdom and help them through difficult challenges that they face. And so I have to look at that and say that is a daily blessing in my life that I am truly grateful for. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) So I've covered a little bit about you and your bio in our intro of our call, but I'd love to have you maybe tell us a little bit about what you do and, and what's driving you today in the work that you find yourself doing. Sure. So I am a professor and I run a research institute at George Washington University. And my daily life consists of working with people to help them to understand the cybersecurity challenges that they are facing, whether they are in a business or a government agency or students, helping them to understand what role they might play in the cybersecurity workforce, really just pulling together disparate pieces of information to give people a sense of what their current situation is, how to move forward, and how they can really make a contribution to helping the society move forward in this digitally enabled world in which we live. Mm -hmm. You know, so we think of the term cybersecurity, right? And I think most of us maybe think of web hackers breaking into Mm -hmm. our computers. And I'm sure it's becoming so much more than that, right? With smart devices and an emerging industry of the Internet of Things. I love to bring things down to a level that everyone can comprehend kind of where, you know, what you're describing going forward. Mm -hmm. So could you maybe expand on the meaning of cybersecurity as you see it? 
Sure. So I can explain cybersecurity very simply with three words, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Hmm. We call it the golden triad, CIA, and really everything that you hear about in terms of protecting systems or someone trying to infiltrate your systems comes down to those three areas. So confidentiality is really all about privacy, and it's simply making sure that only people who are supposed to have access to your data or information have, in fact, that access. Mm. Integrity is about ensuring that the data or the information is accurate, that someone has not gone in and changed it. So if you think about electronic medical records, Mm. right, confidentiality means only the people who are supposed to see your health information see it, your doctors, yourself, your spouse, perhaps. Integrity says that that data is accurate so that no one has gone in and changed a condition, maybe added a condition that you don't have or changed a dosage of medication that you're taking, but that in fact that data is accurate. And availability is about having access to that data when you need to so that if you're getting ready to go into a surgery, you want to make sure that the physicians who will perform that surgery can see the details of your health information. Mm -hmm. So at its core, if your listeners just think about ensuring confidentiality, integrity, and availability of data on electronic systems, they will have the essence of what cybersecurity is all about. Uh, So leading up to the conversation, you and I had actually exchanged a few emails. And in our thread, you'd said that people are often described as the weakest link in cybersecurity, but they don't have to be. Yes. What did you mean by that? Well, often when we hear about breaches in the news, it boils down to someone has clicked on a link that they shouldn't have. They've opened an email message that they should not have. They have given their password information or something where they have created an opportunity for someone to exploit a vulnerability or an entryway into the system. And so we often say, well, regardless of the technology, people are the weakest link. But they don't have to be because we can develop educational programs that take people from a state of not just being unaware, but uninformed and not really understanding what their role is in securing systems to one where they are able to change their behavior such that they become warriors Mm -hmm. and warriors in the fight to make sure that systems are secure. And so we really, if we can adjust the way that we develop individuals, regardless of whether they are technically within the cybersecurity workforce or not, we will be able to strengthen our ability collectively to secure our systems because the people, the general citizenry, will have a better understanding of what to do, what not to do, and what to do in the case that you do something that you're not supposed to do. How can we remedy that situation as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. When we talk about cybersecurity workforce, I'm wondering if you're speaking specifically to people who are trained employees for that space, or you're describing the entire organization needing to be trained with that mindset. Well, I believe that the entire organization, I mean, I believe every citizen in society needs to have some understanding Mm. of the digital landscape, because that's the environment in which we live. But when we talk about the cybersecurity workforce specifically, 
we can certainly identify those individuals whose primary work responsibility has something to do with ensuring that our systems are able to function properly. But really, it is a situation where we're all living in this space, we're all operating, and we need to do that with knowledge and forethought of our behaviors. Mm-hmm. So how or where would you recommend? Because I'm thinking that larger organizations clearly are giving thought to this. At least I hope so, right? Yes. But we joked about this at the beginning of the call, you know, but I know a lot of small businesses, right? I'm part of a smaller enterprise. There are a lot of smaller businesses that maybe don't have the manpower or resources to really invest in bringing their team up to par, right? With respect to cybersecurity, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend or where do you recommend leaders or small business owners to begin to get that education that you talked about earlier and be able to step into training themselves and their team? Well, I think there are a few places that small businesses can go to. And one is they can rely on the resources of the federal government, the National Institutes of Standards and Technology, NIST, the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, they both have significant resources on their websites that are free to use that will give guidance to businesses of all sizes on how to secure their systems, how to remediate problems, where to go, what resources to look at. And so I would certainly say that they can leverage the federal government. Oftentimes, Business roundtables or meetup groups or those kinds of resources, collectives will have seminars, training sessions that are either free of charge or low in cost. Chambers of commerce, those kinds of places can provide access to resources, access to experts, certainly liaisoning with colleges and universities in the region where these businesses are located. They often have individual experts who may be able to provide assistance, whether those are faculty researchers, or even I know that oftentimes we will put together teams of students who are needing to develop their expertise and will, in that process, assist smaller, medium-sized businesses with things like doing initial assessments, vulnerability assessments, helping to develop plans for how to resume operations once a breach is discovered. And so those types of resources certainly exist. You know, I would not have thought of all those resources (laughs) being accessible (laughs) to me and to our our businesses. That's awesome. So you talked about the fact that we need to bring a certain sense of awareness to the whole organization. What are some things that we need to give thought to with respect to cybersecurity awareness? Well, I would say the first thing that we have to understand is that humans, people don't change their behavior overnight. Mm. And so while many organizations do have security awareness programs where they will have posters or send email messages that provide tips and instructions, they have to remember that individuals need to have some motivation for changing their behavior some understanding of what the implications of their behavior is in order to get them to act and to change. Organizations have cultures, just like we have a culture that says we are going to be ethical or responsible or safe. We also can have a robust cybersecurity culture within organizations to help everyone move forward regardless of what role they play in Mm -hmm. the organization. 
So they want to think holistically about how to motivate employee behavior, how to educate them, and recognize that it is difficult and it can take time to change behavior, but really approaching individuals in that way and recognizing that it does take effort to get people to evolve is a big part of the battle and will help all organizations, regardless of the size, move forward in terms of developing a more, a stronger cybersecurity posture. Mm-hmm. You know, I switch gears on you entirely here, but I'm thinking of several folks, right, who okay. are reluctant to open a social media account or have a strong online digital presence because they're avoiding the likelihood of being victims to cybercrime. What do you think about that side of things? Should we be, because I'm thinking of the, the fact that if somebody wants your information, they're probably going to access it through other channels, right? And so mm-hmm. social media in and of itself is really not as much a threat when we're looking at how many companies are kind of being exposed right now, thinking of the credit reporting piece just recently, right? Right, right. Your thoughts on, on exposure digitally? You know, this is really, cybersecurity is all about managing risk. Yeah. And so to the extent that you can completely remove any risk, no, you can't, because you're not in control of all of your electronic data. You can certainly make decisions about whether you will participate in social media or whether you will engage in online banking, let's say. But that doesn't take away the vulnerabilities that exist because you engage in commerce and those institutions have their data and records stored electronically. And so that means that your information, as you say, Equifax, we really did not have an option. No one has an option as to whether or not their information is stored with Equifax, right? Right, right. And so are you going to be able, is any individual going to be able to completely remove themselves from the digital grid? Highly unlikely. Mm. But what we as individuals do have the ability to do to a certain extent, not completely, but to a certain extent, We have the ability to think critically about our risk profile and to make decisions that we believe will either move that risk profile in one direction or another. And that's really what it's all about. Every individual has should have an understanding of the level of risk that they are currently open to Mm -hmm. and to make decisions to move that in one direction or another. So somebody like me as a podcaster or a pod- <laughs> that's everywhere <laughs> online, right? <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a higher risk profile than someone else because right. it really does depend on the type of technology, the data that's stored, the way that it's true. stored, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. True, true. So coming back to the cybersecurity workforce side of things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on how we as, and I'm speaking for the small business owners. I know there are a lot of corporate leaders that might be listening to the conversation as well, but how should we go about maybe attracting, nurturing, and empowering talent for our companies with that focus in mind? Well, I think the first thing that you have to recognize is that often for small businesses, you're not looking for people who are 100% fulfilling a cybersecurity role. You're often looking for people who have hybrid skill sets. Mm and are able to contribute to your organization in in multiple ways. And that's an important consideration because it can be very expensive to have people who are only doing one specific role. 
right? right? So when you have people who are in these multifaceted roles, again, you have to think balancing in terms of what they are bringing to the table completely. Small businesses are going to be using vendors and consultants. They're going to be leveraging resources like cloud storage and cloud storage companies. And so you want to have a good way of evaluating the vendors that you're using, the partners and suppliers to ensure that they have adequate security protocols and procedures in place such that your personnel may not actually need to do the work, but they need to have an ability to assess individuals who will be doing that work on your behalf. Appreciate you sharing this. You're pouring out so much wisdom. (laughs) I love it. I'm learning so much. Diana, you've accomplished a great deal in your own career journey. I can't say enough about this. You're a globally recognized cybersecurity expert, and you've written and been published extensively on cybersecurity and IT-enabled change and information sharing. What keeps you grounded today? (laughs) We go back to the beginning of the conversation, those kids. Yeah. (laughs) That, really, that, that's it's, all you need, right? <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. Family, faith, and a mission that is bigger than yourself. Mm. And that's really what keeps me moving forward. It's not about me. It's about helping to create a world that is more secure for my children, for other people's children, so that we can continue to move this world forward. And when you think about it in those terms, It is very humbling to be able to contribute and to be able to give to society in that way. Love it. Love it. I know you're very excited about a new project that is using one social challenge to solve another. Tell us about GW CyberBlue. Yes, I am very excited. We are, I'm actually working with a neuroscientist at GW who has expertise in autism and the autism spectrum disorder. And what we are doing is looking at how we can identify individuals on the autism spectrum and position them for specific work roles within the cybersecurity workforce. People on the autism spectrum, although there are often extreme differences in individuals, but they do tend toward being very detail-oriented, able to focus on specific tasks. And many of the characteristics that you often find in people on the autism spectrum are the, in fact, the exact characteristics that you need for several of the work roles within the cybersecurity workforce. And so Kevin, Dr. Kevin Pelfrey and I got together about a year ago and said, what if we can use one social challenge to solve another Mm -hmm. and really help to transition people on the autism spectrum into the workforce and allow them to contribute to this tremendous need that we have for cyber warriors. And so we are very excited about this project. We are beginning to work with some corporate partners who have bought into the idea and who want to engage and get folks moving into the workforce. And so stay tuned and your listeners should keep paying attention to that because we are hoping that 2018 is really a big breakout year for us in CyberBlue. And so tell us right now, where can we learn more about CyberBlue? Well, you can go to our website. It's gwcyberblue.org. We don't have a tremendous amount of information up there, but we will continue to post. Or listeners can contact me directly at dburley at gwu.edu. 
and I would be happy to get back in touch with them and engage with them on the project. Awesome. So before I let you go, right, our Blazonation loves to hear resources of our featured guests, right? So are there any books that you're reading right now or have read recently that are inspiring and maybe ones you might want to share with our community? I think your community would find the books that I read to be quite boring. Uh, because they are, you know, I'm constantly reading cybersecurity <laughs> related materials. Nice. But, you know, I will, I will just say that one of the things that I often say to folks who are interested in joining the cybersecurity workforce is that you have to want to be a constant learner. Mm-hmm. We are always evolving. The space is always moving. It's very dynamic and very exciting. And so, We are constantly reading and learning, whether they are books or magazines or journal articles or, you know, listening to podcasts, whatever it is. And so I find that that keeps me quite busy. And when I'm on a plane, which is actually quite often, I just listen to mystery novels and (laughs) escape completely. But otherwise, I am immersed in, um, again, I think your listeners would find them to be boring. I find them to be quite interesting, but I don't know if, I don't know what that says about my personality. <laughs> that, hey, that's the mindset, the mindset to, to keep pushing forward in, in your craft towards what you're doing. On that tip, right? Are there any particular resources that you'd gear towards someone who has an interest in cybersecurity? Like in terms of working in the field, where should they probably go to? Actually, I would point them to the website. They should go to the Department of Homeland Security. They can simply type in cybersecurity there. There is a national resource online that includes information on careers. It includes information on camps, boot camps, competitions, academic programs that prepare people to move into the workforce. And so if they simply type in the Department of Homeland Security, cybersecurity, they will get more resources than they could ever imagine existed. Wow. That's awesome. So my last question for tonight, mm-hmm. what's one action that our Blazonation should take this week that's going to help them to blaze their trail? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big believer in quiet meditation. Mm. I think that the world moves so fast and we as individuals move so quickly that it is often very difficult to be centered enough to hear your own voice in all of the noise. And so I'm a big believer in identifying, even if it's only five minutes, five minutes of quiet in order to self-reflect and center so that you can pursue your passion and go down the path that was truly meant for you. So that's the one thing that I would recommend everybody do is find those five minutes for quiet meditation and reflection and just be still. Love it. Dr. Diana Burley, thank you so very much. It's been awesome. I've I've learned so much in this call that I'd not known before. So I appreciate you. I'm grateful to have you as part of the community and looking forward to learning so much more from you. Thank you very much. 
Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.